This podcast is sponsored by Position Green. To be an insider, you can subscribe to the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable, wherever you get your podcasts from. And please, leave us a five-star rating. What did I just say? 21 gigawatts! What the hell is a gigawatt? Doesn't sound like the usual mindless, boring, getting-to-know-you chit-chat. This is the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. I'm your host, Ron Culver, and today we have an incredible Follower Friday in store for you. Thanksgiving is all about gathering with friends and family, so who better to have on than friend of the show, Jason Stanley. But before we dive into Mike and Jason's conversation, we have a brief message from Mike's better half, Ann Niemer, COO of eRenewable. Ann? Position Green helps companies build resilient and sustainable organizations. Position Green has a unique combination of ESG software, advisory, e-learning, and assurance that drives sustainability success and empowers positive change. Visit positiongreen.com to learn more. Thanks, Ann. And now here's Mike Niemer with Jason Stanley. Welcome into this week's Follower Friday of the eRenewable and the Green Insider Podcast. Today's guest is a friend of our show and our sponsor. Back again to educate everybody, Mr. Jason Stanley from Position Green. Jason, how are you? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good. I, uh, I'm sure you and myself and everybody else are looking forward to that long holiday we have coming up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, today's topic, you're going to talk to all the listeners and myself about science-based targets. You know, you not came on the show and talked about that, nor have I had anybody else on the show to talk about that. Um, why don't you go into, uh, what are you talking about, science-based products? What's that mean? What kind of companies are interested in that? Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, thanks for that intro. It's um, yeah, it's really interesting because uh, uh, really this sort of sprung out um, over the last few years, I would say um, more broadly. Uh, a large reason for that is um frankly, credibility. You know, a lot of companies make claims that they're going to actually reduce emissions, for example. Um, but then it's pretty tough or pretty difficult for companies to then sort of back those claims up. Um, so a, a group was formed a few years ago called the Science-Based Targets Initiative. Um, and we can we can share some information perhaps in your show notes on on that organization itself. But really, the, the sort of the, the reason for, for being for that group is to help companies actually, as the name suggests, come up with a, uh, a way to set targets that are science-based, like I said, as the name suggests. And what that means is um, it's providing a very clearly defined pathways. So companies can then, and financial institutions can then set these targets to reduce greenhouse gas emissions that are in much more sort of credible and very transparent manner. And um, really, the, again, the intent here, of course, is to help prevent the worst impacts of climate change. And it's also for future-proofing business growth. So again, it's about transparency and credibility around you know setting these targets and what you're gonna what are you gonna do, and over what time frame are you gonna affect these changes to reduce your emissions. Um, and what what does that mean to say they're science-based uh, targets? Um, so really, ultimately, it's if they're in line with the latest climate science, um, and that that basically says it's necessary to meet the goals of the Paris Agreement. So that's limiting global warming to one and a half degrees above uh, pre-industrial levels. Um, and then the Science-Based Targets Initiative, this organization uh, can then validate these targets. So they can go through 
the uh, first off, they they ask a company to set to, to commit to doing it, and then they give you some time as an organization to come up with a plan on how you're going to achieve um, these reductions over a time frame that they define, and they'll validate it. They'll have a look at that, and they'll actually come back to you as a company and say, "Yeah, this this looks feasible. It looks like you've got a um, solid plan in place. We we back that, and we'll prove it, and we'll help you review that, and uh, ultimately, hopefully, confirm that you've met your target after." after the time frame agreed. Can you um, give the listeners some kind of, I know you can't name names or anything, but can you give them some kind of industry examples about what the uh, makeup of a science-based target might look like? I mean, I know the word science covers a lot, so I'm just trying to paint the picture for the listeners to, so they could maybe better understand and feel what you're talking about. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, so that that's a great uh, that's a great point. The, the SPTI, the Science Based Targets Initiative, actually has different sector standards. So they're actually they put together frameworks for different industry sectors on how they might set a target, and then how may how, how might they commit to it, and how might they um, work to achieve, and then report out um, their. Uh, their progress over time. An example of a very recent one was the maritime industry. So that's a new, relatively new sector standard that Science-Based Targets Initiative came out with. And they provide an explanation to companies in that industry, in the marine industry, um, for you know what is it, it, sort of educating them on what does this mean? Um, how do we go about committing to a, um, a science-based target? Um, and then how do we go about both, again, making progress and then reporting out um, along along the, the, uh, the recommendations. Um, and what we, what we actually sort of boil it down to is we've actually sort of summarized it to five different benefits that we think companies sort of gain from setting these science-based targets. Um, and ultimately, they're not just good for the planet, but they're good for business. And, and uh, that's what these five benefits are around. First off, I mentioned earlier about sort of the credibility and transparency of setting these targets. So it's, it really helps boost investor confidence. Um, so as we know, investor interest is, is um, you know, has been increasing in ESG. Um, and by companies setting science-based targets, your company can demonstrate that you're ambitious, you're working towards future-proofing your business, and you're being very transparent about how you're going to do that. Because um, you're following this very, you know, sort of well-respected framework and, and structure to to show your progress. Um, the second one is you're fast-tracking your decarbonization transformation. So you know, there's a lot of things companies are are working to do to decarbonize, but they can they can vary pretty broadly, and again, are not always um, the most transparent. And using a science-based target methodology really helps with that. So. This really helps you sort of shift from setting an ambition to, to actually, you know, showing you're making some action. And this really speeds up your sustainability work. So when you're, you know, you're following the process of implementing a science-based target to reduce emissions within your operations, products and services, um, it, it ultimately makes your business more sustainable. Um, and then third is is improving your competitiveness. So setting a, a science-based target can help you drive innovation in the company. So you're looking at ways to actually decarbonize and reduce carbon across your products and services, which is good for business. Um, and it improves, you know, combining that with a stronger brand reputation and investor confidence, your company is going to uh, gain competitive advantage to lead the way in the low carbon economy is how we view that too. 
Um, the fourth area is, I just mentioned, your know, brand reputation. That's actually a pretty big one. So especially as consumer awareness of climate change continues to grow, a brand's reputation for sustainability is, is very important. Um, so, you know, working more proactively with sustainability and delivering the level of corporate responsibility your customers start to expect, you can strengthen your brand reputation uh, as well as becoming a more attractive employer too. So that's actually a really big consideration. Um, and then fifth, preparing your company for the net zero future. So, you know, really making sure, again, future-proofing the, the organization. So you're setting targets for reducing greenhouse gas emissions. You're not only going to reduce your company's exposure to climate risk, but also, you know, strengthen your ability to prepare your company for transition to the net zero future. So, we, you know, we think these are sort of the five key benefits for businesses. Well, you know, the one that jumps out at me on there was the, uh, the part about strengthening your position uh, as an employer with regards to finding new cut, new employees. Because if you're a science-based company, you're all going after the same type of employee. And if, if the future employee has climate change at the top of his mind and two, two firms look even, but one has a science-based target and the other doesn't, they're probably going with the one with the science-based target and uh, and probably going to work a long time at that company because you said you should demonstrated the same values as that future employee. Would you not agree? Yeah, I, I think that's really important. It's becoming more more important. And you know, as I said earlier, you know, a lot of companies make claims, and that's great and and important. But and that's that sets a, hopefully communicates a bit of an ambition level. But backing that up with you know, a commitment that's going to be valid, validated by an independent body like the Science-Based Targets Initiative. It really sort of, you know, for lack of a better term, sort of puts your money where your mouth is. If you're going to commit to this, you know, how are you going to commit to it? How are you going to report progress over time? And then how are you going to, you know, sort of prove to all your stakeholders you, you've made progress and achieved these targets? And and one of your major stakeholders is your employee base. So it's it's really key. Well, that's terrific, Jason. Uh, tell our listeners again what uh, we're going to provide in the show notes that will help them better understand this with regards to uh, the Science Space Initiative. Yeah, we'll, we'll provide some information on the organization, including the website. And they've got a really good summary of the history, what organizations sort of um, joined together to help uh, form the initiative, how the whole process works. They've got some really great summary information on, uh, you know, wh what it is that they do and why and how you as a company can get involved. Well, that's terrific. Jason, thank you for uh, joining us again on this week's Follower Friday. Uh, we look forward to those notes in, you can look forward to those notes at the in our show notes for uh, this episode. And in there, there's also a way you can contact us so we can put you in touch with Jason and Position Green. Jason, as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Position Green, for being the sponsor of our podcast. All that's much appreciated. And thanks to you listeners out there for listening to The Green Insider, powered by E-Renewable. Have a good night. This podcast was sponsored by Position Green. For an introduction to our sponsor or find out how you too could be a sponsor, refer to our show notes to contact eRenewable and the Green Insider Podcast.